You puked in a children's playground. I puked in a children's playground. Yes. I also um, puked at a highway. Um, um, oh, dog park. A highway dog park. Yeah, I was there for that one. That yeah, one was good. Were, yeah, we were driving back from out east. You find interesting places. I know. I um, Both times I was hungover. Well, both times it was the <laughs> next day. You know what I mean? Like You're not like a night of. You're a next day, which causes more issues because you're trying to live your own life at that point. I am trying to live my life. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And if you are joining us here, you probably love romantic comedies, which is great. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have... Pitch Perfect. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you ever want to reach out, you can do that on Instagram, at Romcom Rewind, TikTok, at Romcom Rewind. And as well, just, you know, leaving a review helps other people like you find us. Like, for example, we just got an Apple Podcast review from Jesse Wheeler. Its title is You Guys Are the Bomb with like a with like a party. <laughs> confetti emoji. emoji they say thanks for keeping me company every day at work makes the morning so much better just started last week and already broke blown through most of them wow loved uh, the easy a episode definitely think you guys should do empire records i've ever not, actually never watched that okay me neither i'm excited now they say super underrated but one of my favorites thank you so much thank Jessie. you so much so pitch perfect mm-hmm. is a 2012 musical romantic comedy it's directed by jason moore Jason actually has a new romantic comedy on the horizon. Really? You're aware, aware of this? It's going to be called Shotgun Wedding. Okay. It's going to be out in 2022. Cool. We'll be starring Jennifer Lopez and Josh Duhamel. Oh. I know. Cool. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so excited for a new rom-com. I know. What? Rom-coms. <gasps> I love it. So Pitch Perfect, however, is the story of Becca Mitchell, played by Anna Kendrick. She is a college freshman with dreams of becoming a music producer. At her school, Barden University, acapella groups are rampant, let's say. Notably, there are the Troublemakers, who are kind of the all-stars in the acapella world, anchored by Bumper Allen. Bumper Allen. Played by Adam Devine. This is the third Adam Devine movie we've done. I know. And he's he is just... kind of like a bit character in this, but still, he's Oh, he's, he's great, yeah. And then there are also three other groups, um, aside from the Troublemakers, one of which being the Barden Bellas. And that is where our main character, Becca, reluctantly finds herself. She's kind of like an introvert, rebellious, anti-establishment type person. So being in an acapella group, it's a little bit step outside of her comfort zone for Becca. And it's them uh, kind of performing all these competitions. There's a side story here of a guy named Jesse Swanson, played by Skylar Aston. Seems to have a thing for Becca's character, but alas, he is a troublemaker. <laughs> so they're not allowed to be Get it together. He's a troublemaker. And that's kind of the preamble for Pitch Perfect. What are your thoughts on this movie? Hi there. Welcome to Barton University. Here's your official BU rape whistle. Don't blow it unless it's actually happening. Hi. Any interest in joining our music group? Whenever you're ready, dude. Oh, not a dude. We sing songs without any instruments. It's all from our mouths. Yikes. Sorry, I don't even sing. What's your name? Fat Amy. You call yourself Fat Amy? Yeah, so tweak bitches like you don't do it behind my back. Oh my god! You can sing! You have to join the Bellas. I can't concentrate until you cover your junk. I'm not leaving here until you sing. Bulletproof, fire away, fire away. Okay, so this movie may be my all-time favorite movie. Wait, of all time? I think, I think po- it's time. up there. I think it's up there. I, yeah. Like I can say most of the words, which I know is super annoying for most people around me while I'm watching it. Um, also, the writing is galactically stellar. Galactically. And I just, honestly, I can't get enough. Like amazing actors, chemistry with all of them is amazing. I love Skylar Aston just so, so much. And plus the Breakfast Club is one of my fave movies. So like it's all of the greatness combined in one. But sorry. Yeah. Favorite all time. One of them, yeah. Because we've done Julia mm-hmm. Roberts movies, mm-hmm. you know, My Best Friend's Wedding, yep. Runaway Bride. Yeah, great. We have the great. Mount Rushmore of rom-com male greatness. Yes. Which is, you know, the Ryan Goslings, the Ryan Reynolds. For sure. All those movies just, still don't quite compare. 
I just love this movie so much. <laughs> okay, all right. So right now, it's one of my favorites. <sighs> yeah. That's big words. I know. Considering I walked into this not even wanting to like this movie. What? Yeah. So may- maybe you listening are in the same boat. I didn't get into Glee. Okay, I was a Glee fan. Uh, like, I was actively against it. Okay. You know, so this movie drops... I looked it up. It dropped during season four of Glee. Oh. So the Glee train, there that we... high-powered locomotive, is moving at this what, point. What does a group of Glee fans, what are they called? Gleeks. Gleeks. I oh, I was going to say Gleeites. Gleeites. <laughs> but Gleeks. Gleeks is Gleeks? definitely way Okay, I'm Gleeks. Sure. I like it. And I like, in my mind, I kind of lumped this movie together with Glee. Like, oh, I, I won't like this very much. Such a lovable movie. <gasps> Yay! I'm not going to give you best all time, Sarah. Yeah, That's fair crazy. enough, fair enough. That's fine, that's fine. But like, I'll take it. very, very good movie. The, the singing moments, I'll admit, they can be kind of cheesy sometimes. I rolled my mm. eyes occasionally. Really? But, oh, well, there's one spot specifically that I couldn't handle it. I oh. had to pause the movie for a moment. Okay, what, okay, you're going to talk about which one? Are you going to, like, are you going to tell us? I'm going to say it when it's your best scene, because I think it's your best scene. <gasps> oh. oh, I know exactly what point i think you're talking about so yeah we'll talk talk about it when we talk about my best scenes because we're gonna argue about that in a few minutes (laughs) but like sure some cheesy moments but ultimately there's so much to love in this movie there is mostly i just liked how it was paced really well like a lot of rom-coms i think can learn a lot from this movie because like i felt like i was just watching the highlight reel you know we have a setup for the movie sure that's going to be a little bit of time but then auditions happen then it's like three or four scenes a hype battle happens, yeah. two or three scenes. Regionals happen, two or three scenes. Semifinals happen, like, you know what I mean? They waste it, no time to get the story through, the, which is the good. The story was always churning ahead. Like, every scene was necessary, and outside of those necessary scenes, it was just performances. So I always felt like there was something being added to the story. There wasn't anything being thrown away. Or, or sometimes you watch a rom-com, and there's an exchange with a few characters, and you're like, why is this here? Like, this was totally unnecessary. It was just kind of like preamble, whatever. Um, yeah, I thought the pace of this movie was great. And the comedy really, really hit in a lot of different ways. Do you do you think that sometimes those long, kind of drawn-out scenes in other rom-coms are because the, a lot of them are based on books? Could be. They want to stay close to the source yeah. material, perhaps. Just because I'm thinking about it, and like, so the climax of the movie is when, you know, Becca... And, and we can get into this more, but when Becca ultimately, you know, leaves the Bar- Barton Bellas, but it's not drawn out. Like, she leaves, they continue, life goes on, you know, the nodes get fixed and things, like, they don't they don't make it drawn out. But but I think you're hitting on something important in that, like, in a normal rom-com, they actually have to have conversations to develop a little bit of mm. um, conflict in the story, whereas the conflict in this story, a lot of them happen during the performances. True. Where Becca's oh, doing something that yeah. Aubrey doesn't like. So it kind of creates that feeling of tension that normally you would have to have some dialogue to create. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> like once an episode, I say something like honestly. That that's blows like, my mind. That's like a point two in poignancy, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, like I never even looked at it that way. I love that. I think you're right. I think it's almost unspoken through song or even body language. And you see the reactions yeah. on their faces when Fat Amy is going off and doing oh my her God, thing. Yeah, I love it. And Becca's <laughs> character loves it and Aubrey's character hates it. And now we're okay. And now we're building a little bit more of that tension as okay. time goes on. My God, love it. Oh, here we go. Um, okay, so it opens with Gail and John, Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins, um, as the commentators for the... Um, you can say it. They're their acapella. They're acapella finals. Finals. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The previous year's finals. Yes, I think it's like nationals or something like that. Or very embarrassing that that even exists. But you know, for this movie, we're like, hey, sure, acapella finals in this world. Yes, they yes. happen. Maybe they do happen in real life. I don't know. They are the epitome of what everyone is thinking, but doesn't actually say out loud. Oh, yeah. They're like the audience's thoughts. They are. They are the audience's thoughts, but they actually vocalize them in a more high school teens sexist slash sexual way. I think she calls them out for being misogynist Um, or something at the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think without them in this movie, this movie would be very different. I know they're literally in for like four scenes, (laughs) but their commentary... (laughs) 
is, between is their, pure gold. Yeah, between their commentary and Fat Amy Rebel Wilson's um, comments. Yeah. <laughs> That's like ninety percent of the hilarity in this movie. They're great. <laughs> the writing, the writing for them, um, I could not have asked for more. Okay, so the girls, the Barton Bellas, are up in the finals, and they're on stage. Of course, Aubrey is already like super stressed out, and she does her solo, and she projectile pukes all over the audience. Yeah, I can't. Like, I would have been there right with her on stage puking my guts out because whenever somebody else pukes, I puke. Worst place you've puked? A child's playground. What? Whoa. I um, That is a good one. So when I graduated university, my mom planned for my best friends and I a afternoon high tea. Okay. And we had gone out the night before because we were celebrating being done university. And I got quite intoxicated my dad came to pick me up and on our way home through we were driving through the subdivision i said you gotta pull over you gotta pull over you gotta pull over so he pulled over i crawled out of the car into a grass hedge and i puked and i look up and there's children staring at me playing on a playground you puked in a children's playground i puked in a children's playground yes i also um puked at a highway um um Oh, dog park. A highway dog park. Yeah, yeah, I was there for that one. That yeah, one was good. Were. Yeah, we were driving back from out east. You find interesting places. I know. I um, Both times I was hungover. Well, both times <laughs> it was the next day. You know what I mean? Like, you're not like a night of. You're a next day, which causes more issues because you're trying to live your own life at that point. I am trying to live my life. <laughs> and it causes a lot of problems. <laughs> and it, yeah, it causes you problems, too. Yeah. Okay, where's the worst place you puked? I don't know. Like, I'm normal. Bar bathrooms. I think that's worse than at a playground. I feel like it's more socially acceptable. Mm, okay. It's less clean. D- less clean, more oh, socially acceptable. so gross. There's a, a dog park, Sarah, and a children's playground. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've done better. Like, I mean, like, I've... I've Done better? <laughs> no. I mean, like, I should be better. Yeah, yeah. So we've established the Barton Bellas. Yes. Uh, are an acapella group. Aubrey is now the leader. Aubrey puked at the finals. Bad look for the Barton Bellas. Totally. So then we have the next year of school, and we have a new college freshman. Becca, played by Anna Kendrick, rolls up. Uh, Turns out that her dad is like a professor at the school, but she is just miserable about being there. She wants to be a music producer in L.A., and he's basically forcing her, no, you need to at least give university a shot and, and care about something in life. And so, yeah, she really, really is into mixing music with different songs and vocals. And, okay, were mashups at their height during this movie? I think, you remember those, like, New Year's mashes, DJ Earworm? No. What are you talking about? But do you you remember, um, what was that band that used to literally do mashups? And that was the only thing that they used to do. Oh, Girl Talk. Girl Talk. He still does that. He still does it? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Do you don't know DJ Earworm? No. What are you... Am I living under a rock? Yes. With worms? Every year around the end of the year, he would come up with like this compilation of every hit song from oh, that year. Yes. No, yes, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't know it was by DJ Earworm. Like, sorry. So there was a Black Eyed Peas year, and I think that was like his peak. So let's say like 08 mashups were at their peak. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it was kind of like coming down, but I just, when she's like, oh yeah, like I mix my own stuff. Like I remember watching this movie when it first came out and was like, oh my God, that's awesome. But now I'm just like, you literally are just doing mashups. Yeah. Like that's what you're doing with your own vocals. There are computer programs that just do that. I'm sorry if there are any DJs listening, but like (laughs) I don't think it's that hard. I'm sorry. Well, no. (laughs) DJing's different, but like the way she does it is just mashups, in my opinion. No, yeah, it's mashups. So we have Becca, and we meet her roommate, Kimmy Jin. Very interesting character. We also (laughs) meet her dad, who is a professor at the school. And um, to kind of get away from her dad, uh, they have a weird relationship. She goes with Kimmy Jin to the activity fair. For the school, and that's where we meet a lot of the unique characters. We meet uh, Fat Amy trying to be part of the Barden Bellas. Yes. And that's where we learn how her name is Fat <laughs> That was Amy. a really good start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best singer in Tasmania with teeth. Love it. What's your name? Fat Amy. Um, you call yourself Fat Amy? Yeah, so twig bitches like you don't do it behind my back. Iconic line from this movie, I oh think. My Most God. quotable, yes. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, we meet Baloney Barb. We meet uh, Skylar Aston's character, Jesse, who 
yes. is being teed up as Becca's love interest. Yeah, and Benji, the magician, who is his roommate. Yes. He's also like a diehard <laughs> Troublemakers fan. Which, hey, in this world, there are acapella group fans. Yes. Benji is in love with Bumper Allen. Yeah. Oh, buddy. And Bumper Allen hates him. Hates him. I felt so bad for him because he's really good. This is also where Becca meets Rebel Wilson. And they kind of hit it off. And then, you know, Becca being, as as she's called in the movie, very alternative. She kind of just like brushes everything off and then goes on her merry way and whatever. And she does have a conversation after this, shortly after this, about a month from her dad. And basically her dad says like, you need to get involved in university life. If you join a group and within a year you still want to go to LA to be a music producer, I will help you get there. And so Becca says, fine. The acapella auditions are coming up. So she says, you know what? I'll go. I'll do this thing my dad wants me to do just so I can get to L.A. It is so fun. I love it. You love the audition scenes. I do. The audition scenes are pretty fun. Yeah, they're not bad. Yes. Well, and I mean, they is acapella really organized nerd singing? Like, do you think that truly? Is acapella nerd singing that's organized? Organized nerd Mm. singing. That is a quote from the movie. Oh, oh, really? Yes. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty close. Okay, well, I don't think they're nerds, but it is organized singing. I mean, like, obviously, with dance choreography. And they're nerds. I would say they're you nerds. You think? Yeah. Like, I would say you're also a nerd for different things other than singing. Yeah, but we're not as organized as, oh, no, I guess we are organized in some ways. <laughs> I was about to say, well, video games aren't organized, but... Mm. No, they are. I think your brother watches like the South Korean oh nationals God. for some games, and there are like tens of thousands of people in the state. Okay, I do find that wild that like you can actually stream live, like other people playing. That's my thing. You're literally watching other people play. Like you're not playing or interacting. But against, I guess then, like really, people are listening to us talk about, <laughs> right? Are we organized nerd speaking? Yes, we are. Whoa. Okay, we I like it. We are organized nerd romantic comedy fans. People listen to us. I like this. Thank you for sticking around. Heck yes. <laughs> we won't judge you here. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> I just put that together. That was a, that that was was a light bulb a moment. Big, yeah, that yeah. was a big, you know, come around circle here. Okay, so Becca also decides that she's going to be, um, she's going to work for the campus radio station. And guess who also works there? Jesse Swanson. Yes. So Jesse decides to do the same, which is really funny. His dream is to make music, like background music for movies. So I guess it's pretty fitting. Um, And so they are doing an internship together. So that kind of also like their love blossoms slightly, slowly there. I think Jesse like tries way, way harder. Way. Oh, he is reaching our boy. Yeah. for, For Becca's attention. And then the bathroom scene. Yeah, Chloe and Becca. Becca's singing, I think, See a Chandelier in the Showers. Titanium. Titanium, excuse yeah. me. Chloe, who's the co-leader yeah. of the Barton Bellows. Supposedly. She just also happens to be taking a shower. Oh, no, and... she's she's doing something else with a guy. Yep. Whoa, she's doing something with a guy. Oh, my God, I missed that. <laughs> she was doing something with a guy? Well, the guy was in there with her. Well, what do you, like, I'm assuming that they Whoa, were having shower Whoa, I missed the sex. guy in there. Yeah. Am I blind? I don't know, but he even says at, well, I mean, I'm sure you were looking at... <laughs> Yeah. Else then other again, than the guy. for a guy, two girls in the shower together, you're you're focused on <laughs> two things, right? <laughs> and not so the third yeah, thing. so the guy at the, actually at the end of the conversation just kind of like smiles at Becca, and then like yeah, wow, I totally missed that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, Chloe does convince Becca to go and do the auditions. At the auditions, this is this is like also, I love this part too. I don't know why. Um, Kelly Clarkson's Since You've Been Gone, name a better song for an audition. You don't think? You think? Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, oh, really? Give me, oh, yeah. Oh, see, I, I thought it was... Like, there's a lot of variation to that. True, but I really liked it. I thought it was really, really good. <laughs> I thought it was really perfect for this movie i don't know i guess because it was like also popular during this time anyway i really liked this scene um but anna kendrick's character becca comes in and she's late for the auditions didn't know she had to prepare a specific song and so of course chloe's like no 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 like let her audition let her do her thing so she does the famous cup song 
I got my ticket for the long way round Two bottles of whiskey for the way And I sure would like some sweet company And I'm leaving tomorrow, what do you say? When I'm gone, when I'm gone You're gonna miss me when I'm gone Do you think the Cup song made Anna Kendrick famous? Like, Do you think this movie made her famous? Like it launched her career? Oh, Sarah, I actually have a bigger question for you. Okay. Watching this movie, I, I couldn't help but think about Twilight. Yes. And the career paths of Kristen Stewart mm-hmm. and Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Because if you ask me after the first Twilight movie, 2008, right. who would have the bigger career, mm-hmm. it'd be Kristen Stewart every single time. Like, yes. Like you could have Bella Swan or you could have Bella Swan's random friend who is in like <laughs> three scenes in that movie remember yeah. anna kendrick was in yeah that, right? she's in all the movies all the twilight movies i would say now anna kendrick is is she bigger than kristen stewart see okay this is the thing i am not a fan of kristen stewart oh i don't i don't like her as an actress like i don't i i'm sorry for all of those who do like her but i do not like her but i really like anna kendrick so for oh, I me, I don't really love Anna Kendrick. I'll I'm, be honest; it's a biased opinion for me because I would say Anna all day. Before I get hate in the comments, I loved her in this movie, but I don't love Anna Kendrick in every movie. I also think you're nuts for that. But you know what? We we can look at a tale of the tape because we have okay, Kristen Stewart. Yes, all the Twilight movies, huge, massive success, right? Definitely. She also has Snow White and the Huntsman. Like I think she was in bigger movies. Charlie's Angels. Yes. I think she was in bigger movies. Adventureland. Mm-hmm. American Ultra. Or we have Anna Kendrick. She had those minor roles in Twilight. Yeah. Uh, Drinking Buddies. Oh, Which we should do, actually. That's, that's right. Yes, we should. What to expect when you're expecting. Yep. Uh, all the Pitch Perfects. Mm-hmm. She had Into the Woods. So she was like Cinderella in that. Oh. And she was also in Scott Pilger. Scott Pilgrim versus the yeah, world. Yeah, she had a minor role in that. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Again, with Adam Devine there. Yeah. She's a voice actor in Trolls. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Table 19, Noel. Table 19 was really good. It was a good indie one. I think Kristen Stewart has the bigger roles. Yes. But Anna Kendrick might have a more um, robust catalog. I think Kristen Stewart's still bigger, but... I think she just, for some weird, bizarre reason, lands the bigger roles. (laughs) Like, the movies make more money. Yeah. Whereas, like, Anna Kendrick does, like, the fun movies... But to answer your question, I agree. Like, you look at what she's done. This is probably the first, like, big blockbuster hit. Wow. Do people say blockbuster hits anymore? I don't know. With, but I know what you mean. Are the Gen when, I know what you, listening? I know like, what you the, mean when you say that. So it makes sense to me. Box office hit. How about that? People yes, still go okay. to movie theaters. Oh, I love movie this theaters. This is, like, the big, the first, like, she's the star of the movie box office hit she had okay that's what i thought that's why i wanted to ask you because i think you know she had kind of like a lead but like minor role i don't know i don't know how to explain it like she wasn't the lead for what to expect when you're expecting but she did have the main yeah yeah. and she's really good see i i like her but anyway and then there's the aka initiation night shut up stop using their words why that is actually that is like one of the best parts of this movie is like (laughs) Aka awesome, Aka believe it, Aka better believe it, or something Aka like that. Aka better yeah. believe it. Yeah, I love them. They're God. so much fun. I remember when this movie first came out, coworkers of mine and like, and we would just kind of like banter back and forth with Aka before. Didn't they do something similar? Actually, oh my God, is this the singing version of Bring It On? Because oh. didn't they do the same thing in Bring It On with like oh cheer, my like cheertacular? They did. They did. Whoa. Yes. Okay. I wonder if they pulled that from it. Hold on. Exact same things, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's the absurd pseudo sporting event style thing. Yes. That people are way too obsessed about. Yeah. There's a character who's way too obsessed about winning that. Mm-hmm. Here's the key part. In both of these, there is a female character who kind of just doesn't want to be there, reluctantly gets dragged into the competition, but ultimately falls in love with it. Except one's the lead and one's the supporting. But yeah. I think the parallels are there, this Devin. Is, wow. Another mind-blowing realization from Take Devin. Deep thoughts with Dev. Wow. The audition happens. The Barton Bellas love Becca. Yes. And the Aka initiation. Basically, Aubrey <laughs> says, I'm back to that because I want to say yeah. that Aubrey says you cannot 
have sexual relations with a troublemaker. Yeah. I don't think she cares about the other ones, the high notes, and um, I can't remember what the other group is called, but you cannot have anything to do with troublemakers. And then we move into the riff off. The riff off, yeah. Which is my favorite scene. That's your best scene. That's my best scene. The riff offs, I love in all three movies. That is the point of which I look forward to the most in every movie. They keep this going as a trend. They do. Are you excited? I see the look on your face. You are. Good. It is amazing. So basically like it's it's a game where all of all of the groups at Barden University come together in this like pool because probably the um acoustics. Acoustics. The acoustics are really perfect. I'm assuming is why they do it in the bottom of a pool, an empty pool. Weird. Anyway, so you pick a category and you have to like basically sing off of each other like different songs and then whoever wins wins the riff off and it's like a big deal it's a pretty big deal yeah you need to match the word in the person's song that they're singing and you need to hit that word as they sing it to switch to a different song okay i'm glad you know i i've literally been trying to for years to figure out what it is wait are you serious yeah Wait, sorry, you don't get how the game's but now played I and it's your best scene. You just explained it to me. No, I just love what? it. It's just so much fun. You know what you are? What? You are everybody who enjoys the Olympics because nobody knows how the games are played, but you just see the scores go up and you're like, oh, wow, I'm, my okay. guys are going. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love the Olympics. Right. But I don't know what's happening in Javelin. Okay. So, yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> what is shot putts? <laughs> okay. There are some sports. I mean, I'm a big fan of sports. So, like, I do know what's happening in most sports. But there are sports. I probably wouldn't know what javelin, what's happening. I'm going to say 90% of people watching the Olympics don't know what's happening. They just see the medals when they happen. Oh, wow. That... That number's higher than that number. My guy won. This is great. I don't, I don't know if you can compare the two, but I, I like your effort <laughs> of that. I appreciate you you doing that. But So no. the riff-off's happening. The riff-off's Sarah doesn't happening. really know what's going on, but she likes what she's seeing. The only thing about the riff battle that I don't love. The riff-off, yeah. The riff-off, whatever. Oh. I actually had it written down as the hype battle because I couldn't be bothered to remember what it actually was. The hype battle. Is when Becca starts on with her No Diggity song. Oh, yeah. Right, like, she was rapping very, very nicely. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed that. He's attracted honeys like a magnet, giving them orgasms with a mellow accent. Still moving the flavor with the homies Blackstreet and Teddy, the original rum shakers. But then when, like, the rest of the Barton Bellas get involved, <laughs> and she's kind of, like, looking around the pool and, like, waving to people, like, oh, I'm having such a great time. And she's, like, acting like a celebrity in the pool. Wow, yeah, that was me. I started that one. Isn't that right? The cheese factor was just, just, just a tiny bit too much. I knew that that is what you didn't like about that scene. Okay, so can you agree, then, that it was cheesy? I can agree that I kind of laughed when she, like, waved to the people sitting at the top of the pool. I was like, why are you doing that? Like, too much. What? Yeah. So too much fromage. Too much fromage, yeah. So I I agree, but I still like it, so too bad. Jesse and Becca are kind of starting to I don't know, they're not rekindling, but they're kindling there. They're getting toners for each other. They're you getting can, toners. You can use the word. Why not? Let's like use it. the word. Yes. Okay, so they have toners for each other. But Becca just like continuously just pushes people away, so she's not really overly warm about it. But Jesse is, and so they only wa- they watch a movie together, only the best movie, The Breakfast Club. Which, like, goes this movie and the Breakfast Club movie, like, are some of my favorite movies. Okay. So, like, they're in the same category there. She's never seen it. She's never seen it. Also, he does it the wrong way. He's like, hey, let's watch the last five minutes of this amazing movie. Like, how are you going to... You're not telling me the whole story. Why do I care about this, you know, don't you forget about me sticks his fist in the air why do i care why do i care about that guy it's a great movie but you got to tell me the whole story i think that the movie only bought the rights to the last five minutes oh you think they only own like we can only show him raising his fist and the song yeah (laughs) yes i actually think that that's what they probably did (laughs) maybe my opinion but i'm just like they've showed it they showed it three times they showed the cover of the dvd and then they showed they sung the song and they had sang it. the song, yeah. and then they showed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. You might be on to something. Okay. So we hit regionals. 
So this is the Barden Bella's chance to kind of start their way back up to the top. And there are some really interesting groups. And I would like to throw an honorable mention out right now to the Socapellas. Oh, the Socapellas are good. Yeah. That's some weird shit. They did like a Lily Allen song. Yes, I love Lily Allen. She's hilarious. I love her songs. Socks, instead of just singing, it's an interesting take. It's a, I would say, like a nerdy approach. Especially singing F You Very Much. Yes. Very yeah. jarring, let's say. Socks singing <laughs> With that. Socks singing Hilarious. That? Yeah, yes. I enjoyed that. So they got an honorable mention from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Um, their songs, though. Their songs are so old. The Barton Bellas. You the Barton Bellas, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the so the Barton Bellas go up, and their songs are just so old. They they all have to be um, sung by or written by women. They're yeah. really old. Worst part about this movie, okay, is that it will ruin mm-hmm. Ace of Base. I I saw the sign for oh, you. Oh yeah, you know what? I love that song though, so it doesn't really ruin it for me. I could listen to that song the entire the entire movie. No. Yes. Well, they, they, that's good because they do it for the entire Well, they do it like movie. three times and I appreciate it. And actually, they open up with it too. And I'm like, sweet, this is great. I love this song. And it's funny, when I watched this movie that same day on the radio was Ace of Base. And I heard it as well on the radio that day. We're having it was the a sign. exact same uh, scenario, yeah. much different reactions. Okay, why? Because that, that exact same thing happened to me. What? I, really? Like, I, today, I heard Ace of Bass. I saw <gasps> the sign, and I'm like, oh, God. This, oh, my God, this no. This is the worst song ever. And then I realized. It's a good classic. Well, I realized it's not the worst song ever. It's because I had I just heard them sing it in acapella like five times <laughs> I think the they day did before. a really good job. Four. Oh, oh, I got a new life. You would hardly The Barden Bellas bringing back the same song they sang at last year's finals, and all eyes will be on senior Aubrey Posen. She could toss some cookies at any moment. Well, listen, it, it's a good storytelling piece because it, it really makes, I mean, myself at least, mm-hmm. feel as an audience member that Aubrey has no idea what she's doing as leader because she yeah. just wants to do the exact same thing, the same routine that got them to the finals last year i think because she needs redemption she needs to nail that solo and feel like what she's doing is right and it's not oh, like interesting okay right like she she did the solo she puked everywhere and she needs that redemption however where she falls short is you've done it but i think because they move on after this point she thinks that they're doing well like she she has her blinders on right. that she can't see past it's ruined the song for me. I will never hear Ace of Bass the same ever again. That's in my life. really unfortunate because it's a really good song. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's a great song. Turning around, turning around, <laughs> turning around, turn the beat around. Because they also sing that song too. Jesus, <laughs> you're welcome. Okay, so the fight with the old guys happens here. So this, this is actually my best scene. Stop. Yeah, the old man acapella group, the Tone Hangers, the, is who they're called. The Troublemakers. They won this contest. They right? did. Yes. Yes, and the Socapellas are close. They came third. The Barton Bellas came second. Yeah. Caused a little bit of animosity between Aubrey, Chloe, and Becca mm-hmm. about, you know, what actually happened. But regardless, um, the Troublemakers win, and as they're leaving the venue, in the lobby is four older acapella guys. <laughs> they are singing, and they are the Tone Hangers. <laughs> and I love this just because of who's involved in this scene. You know how I love cameos? I know. Just like, oh, I do, too. What an interesting actor to have in this 30-second scene or whatever. In so this quartet. Jolo uh, Trulio. Trulio? He's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He is uh, Boyle in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. He is one of our tone hangers. I love I love Boyle. Once again, um, he has a very similarly strange character in that they kind of get into a fight with the Troublemakers. Yeah. And he and some of the Barton Bellas try to step in. He's, he's like, kind of getting off to Fat Amy beating him up. Yeah. Particularly, like, she kicks him in the balls, and he's like, yeah, hit me more. I know. Fat Amy? Very strange. (laughs) It was, yeah. Like, she's going to take the trophy, and basically, and he, yeah. He was ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. We have Donald Faison from uh, Scrubs is there. Oh, right. However, you might have missed this. You know the guy with the hair and the mustache? Yeah. That is Harmar Superstar. He's actually a remarkably good musician. Oh, really? You can look up his stuff. He has like hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. And I, I didn't know. I just thought this scene was so strange because it's it's one of those classic scenes where 
oh my god that's the guy from scraps oh my god that's the guy from brooklyn i think that's exactly what we said and i also think it gives a little bit of more depth to the story that like oh these other acapella groups also exist you can get the tone hangers who are like 30 year old acapella guys and and it creates a world right it helps create a world where it's not just a university thing it truly is a passion of these people that they carry it throughout their lives and and it it does create this amazing story Okay, so this is also where, though, um, Becca ends up grabbing the trophy from Fat Amy, and it flies through the window, and Becca actually goes for a night in jail. She gets arrested. She gets arrested, and her dad picks her up. Uh, Jesse was the one that actually called him, and again, just another reason for Becca to hate Jesse. And so they kind of stop talking for a little bit, I guess, and um, then it's the day of the semifinals. We move into the semifinals where we have the burrito massacre. The burrito massacre is really funny. I actually thought that this was going to be your best scene. The girls stop to get gas. And of course, Fat Amy's the driver. Not of course, but she is the driver. I don't know why I said that. Obviously. No, Rebel but... Wilson just looks like she drives people around. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. But I don't know why I said that. But anyway, she gets out and fi- she fills up. And the guys, the troublemakers are driving by in their like luxury like RV. And... Bumper decides to take his burrito, which, like, dude, like, why why wouldn't you just eat it? Like, why are you throwing it out the window? Like, that's a delicious burrito. But anyway, he throws it out the window and hits Fat Amy. Right in the chest. Right in the tits. And it is just everywhere. It's so gross. And it just, like, there's a little bit hiding behind her ear later that uh, Becca finds. And she's like, it fuels my hate. <laughs> and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And they also run out of gas because Fat Amy wasn't able to fill up the tank. Yes, she forgets to. There are a few funny little quips where it seems like Fat Amy and Bumper Allen might have had a little bit of a relationship. Because when their bus runs out of gas, she's like, oh. I'll just give Bumper a call. He's going to semifinals as well. Yes, and that's how they get to semifinals. That's how they get to semifinals. And I think Aubrey is like, wait, what? You've got Bumper's number? And yeah. They don't really go into she's it. She's always like suspicious of the girls and the troublemakers. It's She's ridiculous. an overly protective mother. She and is. Just... She's a helicopter yeah. leader. She's she's a bit much. Yes, and actually, I forgot to, I forgot to mention this. So at the Aka initiation... When they're in that auditorium outside, um, Bumper and Fat Amy do. They have a moment. They have quite a moment because like he's like, uh, I want to kiss you right now. And she's like, oh, no. So I have a feeling that we should kiss. And is that feeling a good feeling or uh, an incorrect feeling? I sometimes have a feeling I can do crystal meth, but then I think, mm better not Uh, that is a quotable quote because that's unreal but yes um so they make it to the semifinals becca kind of goes off script here and this is where she pisses off aubrey to the point of no return yeah aubrey and her kind of have it out she does like a little mashup on the spot because she sees that listen everybody's heard ace of bass the crowd was me they're on their phones this song yeah it's boring for like the fifth time yeah so she kind of spices it up and of course they don't actually make it they are eliminated they don't make it to nationals or to to i don't even i don't know what it's called but like the the finals. finals yeah yeah but we learn that uh the group that came second the lead singer Likely is in high school, so yes. they, they're getting disqualified. Yes, so Gail and John go um, to <laughs> the the kids' house and says like, "You're not actually in college, so you guys are eliminated. They're they're disqualified, and so the Barden Bellas can come back." And they all kind of get text messages that they're back in from Aubrey. Um, Chloe's getting her nodes removed on her vocal cords, which is a really funny addition to the movie just here and there when she's oh her nose chloe for serious what is wrong with you i have nodes what oh my god i found out this morning what are nodes vocal nodules this movie is a spiderweb movie for a few other movies a spiderweb movie yeah because adam devine yeah has a thing with rebel wilson's character we are pretty sure. Oh, yes. They end up starring in Isn't It Romantic together. Oh, right. They are love interests. Yes. Yeah, they are. Adam Devine yeah. is also a potential love interest with Anna Kendrick in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Oh, that's right. They are. <gasps> wow. 
So it's kind of like, I, I feel like there were some relationships made in this movie that, mm-hmm, that are started lasting. branching off to other things, right? Like, oh my God, I would love to make a movie with Rebel Wilson, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so, okay, during this time, um, she watches The Breakfast Club. She, you know, realizes how great of a movie it was. I don't really know how that sparks her interest to go and apologize to Jesse. <laughs> so random. But she does, and she gets denied by him. He basically says, like, you know, you push everyone away. Um, everyone who wants to help you or wants to be there for you or wants to love you and you just push them away. So like, I don't know what else to do. And she does go to the group after that and makes up with them. Basically says, you know, I want to be back in the group. And Aubrey also has this realization, this eureka moment where she says, you know what, in order to win at the finals now that we're in, we need to revamp. We need we need to listen to Becca. Finally, like it took all movie for you to listen to somebody else. They go to where the pool is and they kind of like just rekindle their relationship. They learn about each other too. Like they kind of share stuff. Becca doesn't really share much, but they share stuff about each other so they can get to know each other better. And then um, it's the finals. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they decided in that moment, yes. hey, let's try some new songs. Let's they do have a mashups. Moment. Well, let's do mashups, guys. Oh. It's going to be great. And uh, and yeah, they kind of fix all the, the conflict and the tension that was in the group because there was a lot. And there I was a lot the whole time. The rest of the group was kind of realizing, you know, without Becca, we don't really have this. And we can't do Ace of Baths. For a sixth time. Oh my gosh, Thank yeah. God. But I mean, they still kind of do do it a little bit. They do it they? a tiny bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is my other best scene. Oh, the finals? Is the finals. Yeah, when, it's pretty good. When the Barden Bellas sing, like when they go out there, I actually, this is a weep warning for Sarah. What? Every single time. Okay, this is how much I love The Breakfast Club. Oh, oh Because oh, when that, that song comes on and Jesse's in the, in the crowd, and he realizes that she is singing that song for him, I tear up. I can't help it. Every single time. I even rewatched it today, and I and I, I teared up. I was like, oh, my God, it's just so good. Won't you come see about me? I'll be alone. Dancing, you know it, baby. Tell me your troubles and doubts. Giving me everything. musicals because we've gone through some like beautifully poetic moments in rom-com history that i cry at (laughs) that you don't i know but yet (laughs) don't you forget about me that gets sarah every time every time every single time this scene i'll admit it was an amazing scene normally i cry more than you do in movies though yeah no I, i cry in this movie every single time like guaranteed wow yeah yeah so the Barton Bellas win, and it kind of fast forward six months, and they uh, probably, you know, the summer and then back at school again the second year. This time, Becca's in charge of it. She's kind of the leader of the group with Chloe, and uh, they get to choose the song, which means that they won. That's right, yeah. yes. And we are led to believe, because, you know, after their performance, she goes into the crowd, her and Jesse yes. kiss. Yes, they're together. So we're thinking they're still together at this point. I yes, I would agree. Actually, I know that. So you know, I was gonna say I have Pitch not Perfect watched 2. Pitch Perfect Two or Three. Well, guess what? We can assume. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna space it out a little yes, bit. Yes, we, we are. don't want to overload you with mm-hmm. Pitch Perfects, but uh, we will be doing two shortly after this one. Yes, yeah. And that's our movie. On to quick facts. Brittany Snow said that Rebel Wilson improvised most of her lines and would go on 20-minute tangents that would have the whole crew and cast in stitches. I can totally believe that. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins filmed all of their scenes in one day. During the riff-off, Easter Dean sings S&M, which was co-written by her. She also has co-written songs for Mary J. Blige, Christina Aguilera, Beyonce, and Katy Perry, and many more. The storyline between Bumper and Fat Amy was not in the script. Adam Devine and Rebel Wilson would improvise during their scenes together, and Adam would often try to kiss her. This led Adam and Rebel to create a backstory for their characters and their relationship. The filmmakers thought the hostile sexual tension and chemistry between the two was funny and kept some of the scenes in the film. According to the two actors, many of the scenes that were filmed were cut out, including a reference to a one-night stand. Anna Kendrick said on The Late Show with David Letterman in 2012 that she learned her audition song you're gonna miss me when i'm gone performed with plastic cups from a viral video it was incorporated into the movie after the producers learned she already knew how to do it 
When Adam Devine saw the title for this movie, he thought it was a baseball movie and wasn't preparing to sing a song for his audition. The producers told him to sing any song, and he chose the Full House theme song. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. I know, isn't it? I mean, like, think about it. I know it. I know it word for word. Whatever happened to predictability? Yeah. So good. In real life, Skylar Astin, who played Becca's love interest, Jesse, married Anna Camp, who played Aubrey. They were married in September 2016. However, they divorced in 2019. The role of Gail was originally written for Kristen Wiig, but she declined due to scheduling conflicts. Elizabeth Banks, one of the film's producers, eventually took the role. Kristen Wiig could absolutely play that role. I I think it... I mean, it was written for her, so I I couldn't see many more people other than Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks nailed it. Things Lily says almost inaudibly during the movie are the following. My name is Lily, and I was born with gills like a fish. What happened last year, and do you guys want to see a dead body? I did a stint in county. I set fires to feel joy. And finally, I ate my twin in the womb. So she's actually my honorable mention because of all of those things. (laughs) She is hilarious. She is. Specifically, like, I I didn't catch all of them. I would have to rewind some of them. (laughs) Even now that you've said it, I didn't know she said some of those things. (laughs) I set fires for... When did she say that? Um, Oh, my gosh. I I did read exactly when they did it. Yes. But, like, the I ate my twin in the womb, that one caught me so much because it was when, like, all the Barton Bellas were kind of revealing things about themselves. (laughs) Like, oh, I've got boy trouble. Oh, like, I just want to live in L.A. And she's like, oh... I ate my, I ate twin, my twin in the <laughs> and and like I think that one people do hear it and they're just kind of like what? what? Yeah. Oh my gosh, so awkward. The ICCAs stands for International Championship of Collegiate Acapella. <laughs> Kelly Jackal, who plays Jessica, has um has won ICC in uh, a, ch- a championship in 2008 and 2010 with the USC SoCal Vocals. Sorry. The ICCA exists. Yes. That's real. Yes, I wasn't making that up. What? It's real. Okay. Yeah. Anna Kendrick and Brittany Snow were completely nude while filming the shower scene. Anna said that although they were initially nervous, the atmosphere um, was really humid and they got comfortable with each other's nudity to the point where they even refused to put the robes back on between takes. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Talk about getting comfortable. (laughs) At one point while Becca is at the activities fair, she's checking out the booths for DJs uh, and a spirited game of Quidditch can be seen going on in the background. Um, The scene where Fat Amy is hit in the chest with a burrito, courtesy of Bumper, took five takes as Rebel Wilson had to fabricate an appropriately disgusted facial expression when the burrito hit her. Despite playing college-age students, Rebel Wilson, Anna Camp, and and Adam Devine were significantly older than their respective characters by at least eight years. Wow. Similar to how the Bellas had to audition for the acapella group, all the actors also had to sing an audition song. Hannah Mae Kim sang a Korean folk song uh, from her childhood. Like I said, Adam Devine sang the Full House song. And Rebel Wilson sang Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga. The song Starships is sung in the movie, but it's not on the Pitch Perfect soundtrack CD. Hmm. Yeah. John Michael Higgins played a member of the Tone Rangers a cappella group in the movie The Breakup in 2006. Get it? Lone Rangers? Uh. <laughs> in addition to Pitch Perfect, Anna Kendrick, Rebel Wilson, and Elizabeth Banks all appeared together in What to Expect When You're Expecting. Brie Larson auditioned for a role in the movie. Oh. Yeah. I guess she didn't get it. During the orientation before their first practice, Aubrey tells the girls that they will be practicing at least two hours a day, seven days a week. But if you look behind her on the whiteboard, it says Sunday, no practice. Enjoy it. This isn't the first time that Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins have collaborated together. In 2007, they played elves in the movie Fred Claus. Acapella groups used to be called barbershop quartets, and they were all male. So the movie's presentation of a male-denominated bias here is quite accurate. During the hot tub scene in the treble house, a porno is playing on the TV in the background. Elizabeth Banks created a very strange faux porno for the scene. She created a faux porno? She's not in it, but yeah, she like made made it up like as a producer. Wow, that's yeah. wild because she was in Zack and Miri make a porno with she Seth Rogen, was. right? Oh my God, I totally forgot. It would be forgot. funny if they just took footage <gasps> from that instead. Yes, that would be really should've funny. They should have done it, guys. They should have done that. Maybe they did. I don't know. 
The movie Say Anything was the original movie that Becca and Jesse were supposed to watch, not The Breakfast Club. Whoa, mm-hmm. way more poignant with Breakfast Club. I, I, I completely agree. At the end of the movie, six months later after the Bellas won, they are given the chance to pick the audition song. That means that the troublemakers chose Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson at the beginning of the movie because they won the year before. Honorable mentions, which I've already kind of done mine. Yeah, okay, so my honorable mention are Gail and John. Oh, they're great. Because like you yeah. said at the beginning of the movie, the movie would not have been the same without their commentary and their quick wit and just god hilariously funny jokes i just like i can't i love them so much and i also i love elizabeth banks um i just think she's great in everything and um they were just stellar in this movie what should have been so here's the thing i I haven't watched pitch perfect two or three right so maybe what you're about to hear is actually what happens Bumper Allen and Fat Amy Kay. need to get together, right? So this is, that was going to be my what should have been as well. Okay. Yes. I wanted more of them in this movie. I wish they didn't cut out their scenes. It'd be great to see some of those scenes, some yes. of those cuts. Totally. I agree. I kind of wanted to see more. Rewatchability. So I have chemistry. Three. Jesse and Becca, they just fight so much. Storyline, four. Okay. Thirst factor, two. What? Imagination, four. Soundtrack, five. To be honest, it should be a six. It, 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 it can't be, be lower than a five. A hundred percent. And the cheese I gave a two. Why? Because like there was some... You didn't like the waving in the pool? Yeah, no, I didn't. I hated that. You just said it was cheese. Yeah, but that's bad cheese. There's good cheese and bad cheese. Oh, no. We should make a distinction. It's all just... No, Fromage no, we can, never, we can never cheese make... Cheese is good cheese. We can never make the distinction between bad and good. So for a grand score... Of uh, 3.3 out of 5 for me. What? Yep. Oh, my God. I thought it was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was awesome. It was surprisingly good, yeah. Okay, anyway, mine, chemistry, 5. Wow. Storyline, 5. Oh, God. Thirst Factor, 4. Okay, yeah. Imagination, 4. Okay. Soundtrack, 5. Like you said, I want to give it a 6. Cheese, 4 for an overall score of 4.5 out wow. of 5. 4.5 out of 5 is yes, huge. Yes, I know. It's worth it. This has been the rom-com rewind of Pitch Perfect. Uh, like we said, Pitch Perfect 2 is coming down the pipeline. Not next week, but we will do it shortly after this just to keep that trend going if you're really, you know, jonesing for it. If you are listening to us on Spotify right now, throw us a follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Like we said off the top, leave us a review. And we love getting your messages. We literally respond to every single person on Instagram, and that's at rom-com rewind. We're on TikTok. Thanks for listening.